broadcasting from Cape May, New Jersey. This is the Sunset Cinema Club, Cinema Club, where every frame tells a story. On WCFA, 101.5 FM, Cape May Radio. going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the sunset cinema club where every frame tells a story today's episode we will be talking about the film the wetlands the wetlands was released on september 15 2017 and it was directed by emmanuel della valle and it stars ade wale akinu aoye abaje heather graham and christopher mcdonald This film is about a man who attempts to make a new start in Atlantic City with the help of his daughter and a new business partner. And it was shot in the area of Cape May County and a little bit of Atlantic City. But we'll get to that a little bit later. We're going to talk about this movie in a freeform conversation type of way. We're not going to like, you know, talk about the movie as if we're like professional reviewers and say, I don't know, Heather Graham was a revelation because that's not how we roll here. Yeah. But we're going to talk about the movie, what it, because since it takes place in, in Cape May and Wildwood and Seattle City and Atlantic City, and the way that they kind of talk about the, the area, it's weird, but we're going to have fun with this. We're going to give our feelings unfiltered, um, but we're not going to, tr- we're going to try not to give anything away. But there is certain things in this film that we can't talk about live on air here so if you want to hear more about the movie just watch it because it's interesting absolutely we're going to talk about that not a family-friendly movie definitely not a family-friendly movie but we will keep all that stuff out of it but we'll we'll have fun with this um so i can tell you when i first heard about this film it was in the newspaper and i wasn't living in jersey i was in i was in philly find the newspaper i like reading newspaper i was in the newspaper a few times across the time of my life so i'm i i still read them but um, i was in the newspaper once there you go see you're famous am i though you're famous <laughs> okay but now I'm, you are more hi, now. everybody i'm charlie b and i'm famous, <laughs> <laughs> you're famous. put that on your business card um, everyone's gonna be like who's charlie b <laughs> who's charlie b charlie b is everywhere um true it's true so yeah i was reading a newspaper and they're like oh they're shooting a film in cape may county and um heather gray or heather that's a real person i'm not going to say that uh so yeah i was reading it in a newspaper and they were saying that they were shooting in town um in cape may county and i was like well that's cool and heather graham you know we know who that is she was in awesome powers too and a whole bunch of other movies um and michael or I'm horrible tonight. My brain is fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's all right. Uh, all right which I'm one's gonna... Heather Graham? Heather Graham was the uh, ex-wife of. Uh, okay, because she yeah. she did look familiar to me, and I couldn't place where she was from. Hmm. Okay. Um. 
All right, so you were so, in yeah. Philadelphia. You had this yes. mystical newspaper. Yes. And they were talking about how the film was being shot in Cayman County and Heather Graham was going to be in it and Christopher McDonald, who, by the way, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. So how can you not like how like not like that and all? Um, but I was like really interested because like I've never seen too many things shot back home other than the Prowler. And the Prowler really wasn't like they didn't explore the space. Mm-hmm. And this did because this film had not only Wildwood, not only Cape May for a little bit, not only Wildwood Crest, not only Seattle City, Atlantic City. Uh, just like a hodgepodge of places that we all know and love. Um, and I wanted to see how they explored all those areas. And to me, I don't know if you got this, but it felt like the, they were trying to say that this was all one big town until someone said like, oh, something happened in Wildwood. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe not. But it felt like through half the movie, the whole town or the whole the whole area that they were talking about they just considered atlantic city and didn't mention anything until like near the end where i saw they're talking about wildwood too okay so maybe i was wrong um that's kind of hard to say i i watching it so i first of all went into the movie without reading anything about the description i kind of just wanted to be surprised and to see what the story was supposed to be just while watching it um I didn't feel like they were in Atlantic City at all. There were probably like no scenes where it was a city setting. It was all, it all looked like not all of it dirt roads and side towns in the middle of nowhere, but like, because they were on the beach a little bit and that beachy area looked more like Wildwood to me than it did Atlantic City beaches. Um, but I never made it onto the Atlantic City beaches very much, so I could be wrong. But a lot of the scenes were like beachy dunes and those uh, wooden houses that are out and raised on the water so that they're not flooded when the tide comes in. I don't know what you would call that style of a house, but um, that's where all of the scenery was. So I didn't even really feel like it was in Atlantic City. Uh, yeah, they, they kept did... saying, but go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. They did go to a casino at one point, and so the casino looked like a casino. They probably went to an actual Atlantic City casino for that. Uh, but that was the only point that it actually felt city-like, and it was a very short scene. They weren't actually in the casino for very long. Yeah, it was uh, It was like a brief, like maybe like a minute, not even. And a lot of the time when they showed Atlantic City, it was like the skyline of Atlantic City. and. Um, I believe they were in Atlantic City on the beach once or twice, but like it connected into uh, the beach on in Cape May where the bunker is, the World War II bunker, mm-hmm. and then that connected to one of the spots on the Wildwood Beach. So like they interconnected a few things, and it was like just trying to like sit there and explain it, and uh, just. It, it, it's conf- it was confusing them. I'm like, I don't know what they're trying to do, but hey, it's cool to see places that we grew up by or been to plenty of times. Like Menzies was in there, Menzies restaurant in Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to live the by Vegas that. Vegas Diner. <laughs> yeah, see, there's awesome, awesome like areas. The Vegas Diner, 
Um, um, I know I yeah, was watching and I was trying to see like if I would recognize any of the locations because while I went to Wildwood and Rio Grande and stuff like that, I didn't really hang out there very much growing up. I would hang out a little more north and even the next county over. And there was actually a scene where they're sitting um, at like a picnic bench and there's a power. I think it's a power plant in the background, but I kept staring at the power plant and I was like, this looks like what I grew up calling the cloud factory, which is in Upper Township. <laughs> because when you're yeah, a small exactly. child yeah, yeah, and you're like going over the bridge or whatever, because it's in Beasley's Point. And uh, yep. so, you know, the old Beasley's Point Bridge that probably I don't think is even there anymore. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, is that the cloud factory? And then I'm like, is that the yard of the kid that I went to high school with that they're sitting in right now? <laughs> See, it's so funny. Shout out to Dan Green, by the way. Shout out to my boy, Dan. Um, he lives in Beasley's Point. So when I saw that, I freaked. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And it's so funny to call it the cloud factory. I've heard that from many people. I never called it that, but I, I could see why. I could definitely see why. Yeah, the adults used to say that it was because, you know, the stack always had whatever it was that was coming out looks like little clouds. Oh, look, the cloud factory's making clouds today. <laughs> I spent <laughs> an embarrassingly long amount of time in my childhood thinking that that was legitimately a cloud factory. <laughs> hey, I mean, it happens. It's uh, um, when you're a little kid, your imagination goes wild. I still suffer from that. So, um, <laughs> absolutely. Next time I see it, I'm going to be like, oh, look, it's the cloud factor. And everyone's going to look at me like I have seven heads. Yep. yep, yep, yep. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Anyway, back to the film. Um, first impressions, I guess we can talk about. What was, because I saw this movie a long time ago and then like watched mm -hmm. it again for the second time and third time the last couple of days. So, for you, this was like, really fresh so like it your first impressions on the story and and all that stuff i watched it for the first time ever yesterday <laughs> well i should say yesterday of when we're putting this show together um but i actually made you can see it our listeners can't see it i have this like little piece of paper that i was jotting <laughs> my notes on and it is pure chaos um, notes are meant to be chaos that's all okay right let's see I've already mentioned that I went in blindly. I watched the movie without any idea of what it was supposed to be. I didn't look at the genre. I didn't look at the description. I just clicked play and jumped in. Which I do have to say that the description I read for the intro of our episode was actually the movie description itself off of websites. And I have to kind of disagree with that a little bit because it says, with help from his daughter. But I feel like the way that the movie was portrayed, it was more like, for the sake of his daughter, he was aiming for a better life. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. I. <laughs> this is my funny little tidbit. I have a line in here that <laughs> says, have weird dash. And then I had to make a note. That's when maintenance showed up to fix the heating in my apartment. And the doorbell startled me and I lost my train of thought. So I don't know what I want it to say was weird. But I thought something was weird in the beginning. <laughs> uh, um, my... Let me can I can I can I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe to what that was? Sure. I felt like the opening scene. Um, I guess. I guess. Um, 
Babs, the the main character, Babel Johnson. Um, what an interesting name too, Babel. It's a great name. I think it was great. I think it's like he mm-hmm. he explains that his mom was religious, so like that's you know yeah, and it's different. So yeah, and I love different names when when people and filmmakers or writers, you know, they write the script and they use like weird names. To me, I think that's great because everyone can use Nicole or Susan or Sam, Karen, John, or Richard. Sam or Dave. You know <laughs> what boring names. But, um, <laughs> It's 90% of our listener names. Race. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, the opening scene was kind of jarring because it was like right before, I guess, the credits rolled, uh, the opening credits or whatever. And it was like, I think he was in like a bathroom oh, right. or something. And yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. And he was like flipping out. So it was like really like strange opening because I felt like a lot of that, the, like the transitions in, in the movie um going seeing the scene were kind of jarring but that was just me was that was that what you were talking about you think it's it's entirely possible because that scene gets explained later in the movie but at the open of the yeah. movie you don't actually know what's going on you you start in the heat of a moment somewhere in a scene but you don't know why um he splashes water on his face and you you don't know where the water's coming from or why until later and so i might have been referencing the weird entry entry of the video the weird uh intro of the video i was probably thinking that it was an interesting way to start the movie and draw me in because now i need to know what's going on with this guy yeah 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 that makes sense my next note is kind of interesting um (laughs) now my (laughs) shorthand a lot of my my notes sound weird because I'm trying to write it in shorthand, but I'm also trying to get it out without missing much of what I'm watching because I don't want to pause my movie a whole bunch just to make a note and go back to it. That breaks the immersion for me. Yeah. Um, my next note says that we look drab compared to other seaside locations. <laughs> but like, so I don't actually mean that we look drab, but... You know, you see pictures of Italy and islands in Greece and all those seaside towns and they're brightly colored white sand on the beaches, crystal clear waters, and then you see then you see movies of our hometown and it's like Jersey water, which is fine, there's nothing wrong with it, but we don't have white beaches, and then like the colors that we choose to paint our houses are tones that match the ocean and the beaches around us. It's totally appropriate, but then when you see it in film and whatnot, you're like, "Wow. Why is our why are our beaches so this?" <laughs> Well, it's funny because in the summertime, it feels and looks totally different. But in the time period where this movie or like the season that the movie takes place in in the fall, mm-hmm. it totally matches. And I and I thought they they for the most part got the locals pretty, pretty, pretty good, I think, for mm-hmm. the for the most part. Then there was a few like there was like a scene where there's like this shanty on the beach that I've never seen that ever in my entire life living in that area like a shanty on the beach where like like hipsters or like um fishermen hang out like i just doesn't they all hang out at bars the shamrock or something i don't know yeah um but for the most part like the locals look that they 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 portray the locals good and um and i thought the 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 way that it the the color the color scheme that they use for um, their grading and everything matched what the that time in yeah. that that area. Um, that was it, the other it, thing too that I feels, wondered. Yeah. 
Because, like, I know, not that I know a whole lot about filming, but I know that you have filters and stuff like that on your camera equipment and when you're editing. And I was wondering if that was also kind of dulling down some of the colors of the buildings and stuff like that. Because if I went down to the beach right now and walked around any of those houses, it's not going to be the same. I'm not going to look at it and go, that's drab. I'm going to look at it and be like, that's a nice blue colored house sitting on the beach. (laughs) Oh, no, of course. It definitely color grading. It's such an important part of telling a story, too, because it, like, sets the tone. There's just there's a few Instagram um, pages that will take a, a still from a movie and give you the color scheme from it. And mm-hmm. yep. it totally matches the mood, the setting and everything in yeah. the moment. And for this, it, it's perfect. It's it, they, they got it exactly. And October and November and December and September, like, fall into, like... The beginning of winter in Cape May County is my favorite time when I live there because it's just, it's beautiful. Um, but I think because the movie is a darker movie um, in in tone and in plot, they, they dimmed it down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Which they are trying to set a mood in the movie um, that suits the stories that you're watching unfold with the different characters. Um, which the stories of the characters I'm sure crime exists in Cape May County. I'm sure that nobody not you know not everybody down there is absolutely perfect, but I feel like it was um maybe it's just the the story that they were telling. I don't think they were trying to give an accurate representation of life in Cape May or Atlantic City by any means, but it was really weird to sit there and watch the story and the references to crime that they were making because none of that even comes to mind when I think about being home. Like, I don't think that there's some huge crime boss hiding somewhere <laughs> in the area. There might actually be, but it doesn't feel like <laughs> there is. <laughs> Did it feel like there was like kind of like hints or maybe like nods that like there might be like an Italian underground subculture happening like a mob like there's like a a mob boss or like a maybe like a capo or something that runs Cape May County for like the Atlantic City mob or something that kind of felt like because there was a line that um Christopher McDonald's character says uh his uh, character is Detective Patty Sheehan which is totally totally on on point for Mm -hmm. Cape May County with the Irish name and everything mm-hmm. um, where he's like, you know, we got to deal with the Italians or whatever. So I'm feeling like, yes, there's probably some kind of crime family or crime mob or something to the point where there's a few characters that kind of felt like maybe they were like soldiers or like, or like, un, like, uh, like a capo or something for, for a family that might be, Somewhere in New Jersey, maybe Atlantic City, maybe North Jersey, you know, who who knows? But um, I kind of did feel like that for sure. And that does not match. Um, none of the time in my life that I felt like that was going on. Yes, there's <laughs> yeah. definitely crime in Cape May County. And it they definitely kind of touched on certain aspects of that in this film that kind of that's actually accurate, but others definitely not. Yeah, because one of my notes somewhere on this chaotic little piece of paper, I do reference that they talk about things like 
the docks. They they reference that a, a shipment's coming into the docks or something like that. And it was just super weird for me because because I didn't feel like the movie was heavily based in Atlantic City because it didn't look like Atlantic City. I was like, there's no location in my mind that I would ever call the docks <laughs> in well, Cape in May. There's docks in Cape May, actually. Are there? Um, there's so the shots that they used were actually in, like, oh, is it what part of Cape May is that? So there's a bridge that gaps Cape May and Wildwood Crest, and there's a large, there's a couple large fishing boats mm -hmm. that are docked there. Gotcha. That's where they shot that. Oh. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have a few friends that have friends who their family runs those ships. So, like, I'm all about, like, I, in a script that I wrote that I eventually want to make back home, um, there's a whole scene that's shot there. So, I mm -hmm. instantly, like, I was like, oh, that's okay. what it looks like. That's look, that's great. Interesting. Um, I don't know if the, if the movie was intended to feel like it was, like, I don't know if the director and the writers were trying to make it seem like there was big crime in the area or not but the way that i was looking at the characters and the the events unfolding it seemed very big fish in a small pond like yes there's yeah. definitely crime happening but it, it really seems like like one of the guys names is lollipop <laughs> lollipop yeah, yeah. i i think is he the is he the boss i forget i know one i think of their he names was one lollipop. of the I think one of the guys you're thinking of too is let me see where is it um I'm pretty sure Lollipop is at least one of the higher ups for whatever is going on if not the boss the boss Yeah he might be like the the capo yeah Yeah but so either way his name is Lollipop and I'm like this just sounds like some <laughs> locals that got into the crime scene <laughs> and then they're just kind of doing their own thing locally it's not like it's not like they didn't mention competition anywhere in there it was just them doing business in the area and it was like uncontested so yeah i mean it was yeah it, it's like they watched the sopranos like oh let's let's start our own little group yeah and this is what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so like i don't know if it was the intention to portray it that way but that's how i took it and for what it was i think that part was written well it did feel like you know, big fish in a small area kind of thing, the way that they had, um, you know, because you've got you've got an informant, as you always do in these movies where there's crime going on and, and whatnot. Um, those those characters, to me, seemed the most relatable for locals. <laughs> yes. And especially the locations that they would hang out. Like there's one scene. I don't I guess it's supposed to be an abandoned motel and they're next to a pool when they meet up. Uh, Babel meets up with the informant or whatever next to like an abandoned pool and the pool has dirty water in it and everything and it just so that whole scene just looked like somewhere that like I would have gone to hang out as a teenager with a group of bored friends or whatever <laughs> like you know the only thing that was missing is that nobody was throwing anything into the pool <laughs> yeah no I I recognize that spot too I forget exactly where it is but I I I, I I've driven by there many times mm -hmm. um so they they picked out spots for that and i think the informant's name if i have it here his name is alfie um played Maybe? by tyler elliott i'm Burke. really bad at yeah, those details <laughs> <laughs> um took me forever to figure out what babel's name even was 
which honestly yeah, yeah. i just sometimes have like auditory processing issues especially with uh, i found like deep male voices i can't always mm-hmm. differentiate the words i had to turn um subtitles on subtitles captions subtitles i'm suddenly questioning yeah. what the correct word is here is subtitles it works either way <laughs> yeah, yeah i had to turn them on just so that i could hear what they were calling because when they're calling them babs it was so uncommon that I was like, what did they just call him? And so it took me a couple of minutes to to piece that together. On that, and then that's when I was like, oh, that's cool. Support for Kate May Radio, WCFA 101.5 FM and the Center for Community Arts comes from New Jersey Audubon's Nature Center of Kate May, paid for in part by a grant from the New Jersey Division of Travel and Tourism. For over 30 years, the Nature Center of Cape May has been providing quality environmental education experiences, stewardship programs for open space surrounding Cape May Harbor, and promoting volunteerism as a rewarding means of community involvement and service. Located at 1600 Delaware Avenue, Cape May, New Jersey. For more information, the Nature Center of Cape May can be reached at 609-427-3045 and email at nccm at njaudubon.org. So, for me, the film, I think, was a little messy. Mm-hmm. With the storytelling, with all these different characters, it was, like, weird to follow. Like, so there was the the girl who um, was the love interest of Heather Graham's character, mm-hmm. who also was trying to get out of her crime-ridden ways. She was a dealer. <laughs> crime-ridden ways. <laughs> I'm just trying to toe the line because I'm not sure what I can say or not say on, <laughs> on, the, on, radio. on the radio. So, like, I'm choosing my words very, when very... You can't say it, and then we all get to have fun with the creative ways that we come to describe things. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, later in line, you find out that she wants to to to, to create a, a surfer brand, a surfboard brand, and a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, also super relatable her... for anyone down there. <laughs> yes. And there's there's that story. Then there's the story of babs the main story where he's trying to reconnect with his yeah. daughter which is just kind of thrown in there doesn't really mean anything because there's no resolution to that um yeah you're right they don't really get a resolution um i mean so and that story is supposed to just be like this is why Babel's here in the first place that's really the whole point of the daughter is that he wants to fix his relationship with her and that's yes. that is that is the extent of that it doesn't actually serve any other purpose other than explaining why he's there. He so he gets the job back as a cop, mm-hmm. and he used to be an addict, and he, he shows up, and that's his main purpose. And then they're trying to like, I guess, try to track like take down the the this like, I don't even know what to call them. Are they a a, a, a syndicate or like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's so uh... weird, but um. The, you the, they're like transporters basically because they're getting stuff at the docks and then what taking it to atlantic yeah. city well they're theoretically they're, they're, they're in atlantic they're, city the whole time but yeah they're bringing it to a guy then the guy i guess 
distributes it out to dealers maybe, or I don't know, but I know she was a dealer at one point or mm-hmm. is she's trying to get out of it. And, um, and I guess it all interconnects in a certain way, but like, I just felt like not enough time was spent on each thing to make me want to care. So maybe this will help you to form an opinion because I went in blindly and I didn't know what was supposed to be happening, I can kind of piece together my interpretation of what the story presented was, whether or not that was the intended story. Um, okay. But if I piece together everything from start to finish, Babel is in recovery and he wants to make things up with his daughter. And in doing so, he's looking into the wife's love, the ex-wife's love interest and discovers, because this is the only thing that really makes sense out of what I saw, discovers the love interest. I honestly have no idea what the character's name. Totally, totally <laughs> over my head right now. Um, the love interest? Uh, which one? The the dark-haired one with the tattoos. Oh, um, the so that character, I think it's just, her name is Surfer Girl. No, it's not. <laughs> she has a real name. <laughs> Well, she's listed. Wait, I'm hold on. The the girl, the dealer girl, right? Yes. She is listed in on IMDb as Surfer Girl. No, she has a real name. Come on. What's uh, the name? I don't know. Surfer Girl. Her name's Surfer Girl. The one that <laughs> wants to open the surf shop. There's no way that she's not named in that entire movie. No, I don't. I don't know if she is, but she's listed as Surfer Girl in IMDb. That is so weird. We're going with it. It's so possible Surfer that, Girl. <laughs> yeah, that maybe she doesn't have one. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back. I, w- I need to know. I'll let everyone know on next week's episode whether or not she has a real name. Okay. Um, Surfer Girl. So because Babel wants to come back, fix things with his daughter, he's looking into people in her life, right? Because his ex-wife is dating Surfer Girl. Um, and you see that pretty quickly in the movie. Uh, because he's looking into people around his daughter, he discovers Surfer Girl's connections to the crime in the area. And so that's the only thing that made sense to me for the story. And then because he wants to make life safe for his daughter, he is now interested in solving, you know, the the case of... Because he doesn't know anyone in the area, so he has to figure out who the crime boss is, who the transporters are, like, you know, he goes that he's investigating. And so he's trying to figure out who to arrest so that he can go clear the crime out of the area and, you know, not have these dangerous people around his daughter. Um, yes. Okay. And, that makes yeah. more sense. Yes. And then because you have that, you have the additional characters of his partner and the partner's wife. Um, and then, like, the... Who else do you meet in this movie? <laughs> you have the chief of mm-hmm. uh, police. You don't see him very much. And see him a little bit. No, no. He's, you see him he's, enough he's to there. form an opinion about him. Um, yeah, which is not a good one. You, yeah, you meet Lollipop. You meet the other guy whose name... <laughs> I'm so bad at picking up names in, like, movies it's that I watch Jimmy, once. It's Jimmy. Yes, yes, they call Jimmy. Him- 
it's something weird. Jimmy Coconuts. Jimmy Coconuts. Yeah, Jimmy Coconuts. Yeah. I have that. I have that <laughs> note somewhere. I was like, what a stupid name, Jimmy Coconuts. But and then that, I'm like looking at but, him and I'm like, he looks like a Jimmy Coconuts. <laughs> but that's how they do it in the mob. Like if you, the I Sopranos, Polly Paul, Gutierrez's name is Polly Walnuts. That's what they call him. Mm-hmm. Like, do so they really? I've just, never seen the Sopranos. <laughs> Polly yeah, Walnuts. and on all mom names, it's always like Fat Joey, you know, or Joey Two Guns. It's like oh, they're yeah. all stupid, corny nicknames, but it works. Here it is. I wrote down. I like physically wrote in all caps and like circled it. And I was like, "Why Jimmy Coconuts?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know. It. I just. I felt like it was a little sloppy. Only now I understand the plot and everything. You. You connected everything pretty well. But I felt like maybe they could have squeezed out another thirty minutes of it. Well, it was already um, like an hour forty. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like they could have told more. But at the same time, the first time I watched it, I um, I watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. And the time I watched it right before we got on air here, and I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> the last five minutes I was I was oh. dragging and I was falling asleep. Oh, okay, that's not what I and, thought you were gonna say. <laughs> now the last five minutes I was dragging. So I I woke up with the end. He shows up to Patty's house and mm-hmm. like. Is that his partner's was name? Little, Patty. Yeah, Patty. I, Sheehan. I knew yep. I knew the last name Sheehan is what they were calling him throughout the movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, and shout out to anyone who likes the Eagles. I'm not. I'm not a fan of any Philly Philly sports, but that's probably gonna go over well with everyone who listens to this back home. <laughs> I know, but, right? Um, I mean, I don't like sports to, at all. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Patty had a uh, a uh, Kelly Green Philadelphia Eagles jacket on, and it was pretty cool to see that because, like, it, that definitely screams Kate McGowney for sure. I feel like he played the role of a fan of the Eagles pretty well, getting yeah, like yeah. getting upset when things didn't go well and stuff like that. And they even got him. He threw his beer <clears throat> bottle against against a window <laughs> or yeah, like onto the I ground like, near oh, that. That's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Support for Kate May Radio, WCFA 101.5 FM, and the Center for Community Arts comes from the Naval Air Station Wildwood Aviation Museum. Located inside a World War II hangar at Cape May Airport, the Naval Air Station Wildwood Aviation Museum invites you to travel back in time. Explore aviation and military history through hands-on exhibits and fun activities designed for the whole family. Contact the Naval Air Station Wildwood Aviation Museum at 609-886-8787 and usnasw.org. All right, let's continue on with uh, let's continue on with yeah. our discussion about wetlands. We're we're almost to the end here. Um, and well, again, like I said before break, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was gonna say it know, anyway, but you beat me to it. No, you say it because I said it first. You say it. You 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 tell the people what I said. <laughs> you tell the people. <laughs> Um, nah, he beat me to it. I was just going to make it a point to mention that, like, even if we're saying some stuff about this movie, and we probably should have given that smidgen of a disclaimer in the beginning, 
this movie, any movie, whatever on this show, um, just because we might necessarily say negative or criticizing things about it, we're not necessarily picking on the movies. It's just kind of like this was our first impression and or thoughts about what was going on. Um, I still, even though the movie wasn't really my genre of choice, uh, I'm not upset that I watched it. I don't know that I would... I do want to watch it one more time for sure, but I don't know that I would return to it in the future. Uh, but if I know people that are into crime movies and stuff like that, I'm going to be like, hey, give it a look. I want, I want to know your thoughts about, you know, how this story went and how it compares to other crime movies and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, you know, we want everyone to watch the movies that we watch. That's why we're doing a show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like, Listen, I don't hate it. I don't hate the movie at all. I think it's really cool that uh, there was a movie to this caliber shot where we grew up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm extremely jealous because I've been trying to do this forever to shoot a, a movie in my hometown. I'm really close. It's going to happen. So to yeah. see someone do it with the with the caliber of actors and, and story and... I could have... I loved... Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I try to fill in where you pause with little commentary and it doesn't work. <laughs> I, <was> gonna... <laughs> I couldn't make I couldn't make a movie like this. That's exactly what um, I was gonna say. I couldn't make a movie like this. Um Yeah, it's just it's um it's a it's a polarizing movie. It, believe it or not, it really is. And when we're done here. And we give you our, you know, the rest of our thoughts um, and you go, you turn the radio off or whatever you're going to do the next couple of days before we talk to you again and you watch it, please email us at sunsetcinemaclubnj at gmail.com or reach us on our socials, which you'll hear at the end of the show and tell us what you think, because we want to know. I remember early on in the movie, they have Babel walking around the beaches a little bit, and it's just kind of like setting the scene, I guess, for a lot of what is to come. And they show a lot of like surfers, just living surfer life. They're like out on the beach, they're doing their thing, they're they're with their surfer buddies and stuff like that. And I was always jealous <laughs> of the surfers. I thought that like the surfer life was really cool growing up, but I'm... I'm not a big fan of being in the ocean. I'm not huge on swimming and I'm not a strong swimmer. And like, I hate being <laughs> underwater if I don't have 10,000 layers <laughs> covering my face and body. Really? <laughs> I don't like water going up my <laughs> nose. I don't. It's the worst feeling in the world. And like, just pinching your nose doesn't work. So I always need like full snorkel mask and everything on my face if i'm gonna go underwater so it's very uh counterintuitive so, to like surfer life <laughs> when you're getting thrown under the waves is that just beach or are you like that in the pool too no i'm like that in the pool too anything in water i don't want it anywhere up my nose or touching my eyeballs <laughs> noted okay <laughs> that's that's hey i the ocean is scary I'm just going to leave it at that. It is. It really is. It is. There's a lot it's, of there's a lot of things lurking scary. in that ocean. But like those scenes in the movie, they portray <laughs> surfers. They have skater kids and some of the things they yeah. reference going to the skate park. And it was like these cute little throwbacks to my childhood and my teen years where I like wished I could skateboard and stuff like that. Because that's like what the cool skater kids were doing was they were they were boarding around and whatnot. Um, I'll tell you this. 
just because you said what you just said that it reminded <laughs> you of your childhood. Here's my tangent for this week. Um, believe it or not. Now people could probably, if you know me, you probably like, yeah, I could see this. This is, this is on, this is on brand for him. Uh, freshman year, I purposely bought like <gasps> skater clothes and shoes and just faked it till I made it type deal. Like, oh, yeah, oh. I skated. People were asking me like, what tricks do you know? And I was just like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. No, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> skate. I still can't skate. I'm a big dude. I was always, I was always a big dude, but I was a lot skinnier back then. And like, even then I'm like, no, I can ice skate. I can rollerblade. I can't skateboard. So wait, so you were just pretending to be, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you were trying to impress a girl. <laughs> But you no, were just, I'll tell you were lying to everybody. <laughs> I was lying to everyone. No, I once uh, this out. No, I'm not going to say it. Should I? No, no, not this. Not this week. Next week it'll make sense, but not this week. <laughs> oh well, stories to look forward to then. And they did. And so, you know what? Mm. Some of my favorite parts about the movie are actually little like plot twists that I did not see coming from 10,000 miles away. Like normally I pick up on little things when I'm watching movies and I'm like, this is going to matter later and whatnot. And, and this time around a few things happened that I was not expecting. And so when a movie actually catches me off guard, I'm actually a little more thrilled about it because like it actually surprised me. Now, whether that ties into the storytelling that we were talking about earlier, that's entirely possible, but at least I wasn't able to predict the movie the whole way through because sometimes when I can predict a movie, I'm almost not disappointed, but it's just kind of like, yeah, that was predictable. Another predictable movie. But this one, at least with whatever was going on, I was excited to to have something catch me off guard. And that's, and that's a good thing too. And yeah, they, I definitely couldn't predict what was going to happen for sure. I really, um, there's one thing that happened in the movie. I was actually very surprised because I'm like, this, this, and this happened because we're not going to spoil it. Plus, it's it's some explicit scenes, and then mm -hmm. and then you find out that this happens. You're like, oh, well, that deflate. That's deflating. But like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, didn't think that was going to happen. So like, yeah, that's a very that's a very good point. Did you think that somebody was going to leave town? I can confirm or, or, or deny that. Yes. You thought so? Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, honestly, I had that same thought too. I was like, this person's going to leave town and it's going to change the story and that's going to be really interesting. Uh, Non-spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> Nobody leaves town. <laughs> Nobody hey, I mean, leaves town. A, <laughs> nobody ever gets out. <laughs> but you know what? Um, <laughs> My first like really big moment for that movie came when Babel went to see Lollipop and, and Jimmy Coconuts in the diner. I'm not going to reference what happens in the diner, but like, you know, caught me off guard and I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. My final question to Charlie B over here. Hey, yo. Um, are we in the same room or are we not in the same room? No one will know. Um, <laughs> Out of five. Oh, I have to rate what's your it. Star rating. Yes. Uh, just on the movie itself. 
with everything we talked about, with every, everything about that we've the movie, talked the story, about. Okay. It's just as a whole, your overall out of five. Um, I'm going to give it a nice neutral three out of five. Uh, because I did enjoy watching it. I really think that it's just because crime and or was it a drama? Was it a crime drama? I don't. It it's was not, like a drama. It, yeah, it's just not my usual go-to for movies, and so it's just not my vibe, for lack of a better term. If it had been like, if I was super into crime movies myself, I probably would have given it like a four out of five. But because I'm very neutral on that topic to begin with, I'm gonna go with three out of five because it's. I think people should watch it, but I don't think it's top ten crime movies. <laughs> I agree. I, I three out of five is good. I think it's in the it's a in the middle of the road type movie, but it's interesting because for our main listeners, mm-hmm. because yes, we're on podcast one too. But for our main listeners who get to hear us first each and every week, Cayman County, um, it's shot there. You're gonna want to see it. See how it yeah. looks. See how they don't take our word for it. Listen, watch, feel. You know, do all those things when you watch a movie and. Um, if it doesn't grab you, fine. If it does, yeah. let us know. You know, I, I said email us at sunset cinema club nj at gmail.com and let us know. And and with that being said, with that being said, we, we've reached the end of our journey this week. Have we already? I'm sad. Already. I'm sad. Our journey is is about to come to an end, Charlie B. It's what am I gonna do <laughs> for the next week? <laughs> You're going to sit in the same spot you're sitting right now, mm-hmm. looking at your screen, mm-hmm. wishing that we're talking on the mics until next week. That's that's your job. 1000% true. <laughs> Again, we reached the end of time with you this week. And so, sad. so I have to ask. It's it's a sad mm-hmm. thing, but we'll mm-hmm. be back next week. So I have to ask mm-hmm. my uh, my awesome co-host next to me or that's me. maybe not at all. You'll you'll find out in a later episode who she really is. <laughs> What film are we going to be talking about next week, Charlie? Um, let me look at the list. We've got like 22 movies on this list. We'll find out if we get to them all one day or not. Um, I have really weird picking logics, and I'm just going to go with one that sounds like a fun title. Um, that Thing You Do. Let's do that. Ooh. Ooh, it's listed a as a one. comedy, but I guess we'll find out if it's funny or not. It's one of my favorite movies, so we'll have a good time with it. Yay! So that's your homework, and, everybody. And <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you go watch it. But the, the, the original, the original, original idea for this for this podcast, before I asked Charlie B to do it, was I wanted to do a show where my co-host didn't see most of the movies I had on the list, and we were going to talk about it as if I seen them. For the most part, that's what I would have would have picked. And the co-host would be like, Yeah, this is my first time. Here's my thoughts. Cause I put some really weird movies on here. But then it grew into like obscure movies or movies that maybe the main masses didn't see. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't seen this, so this is gonna be great. Yep. I'm gonna be singing all next week. You're gonna hear me sing. It's gonna be great, and it's horrible oh. all at the same time. But that thing you do, directed by Tom Hanks, it's gonna be a good one. 
And yeah, so. Um, so go watch it. <laughs> Everybody has to go watch it so they can know what we're talking about. Find us on Instagram. At the Sunset Cinema Club. Find us on TikTok. At Sunset Cinema Club. While we currently broadcast first with our radio show every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern with WCFA 101.5 FM, which you can reach anywhere with katemayradio.org, you can also find our episodes the following day on the podcast platform of your choice. You've been listening to the Sunset Cinema Club. I'm Glenn Rodriguez. And I'm Charlie B. And I'm Charlie B. We out. time for your next adventure i have no idea what i'm gonna do tomorrow how exciting